For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Welcome back, everyone, to the Really Real Real Estate Podcast. Episode 158, it's time to make the offer on your home. For first-time home buyers, it's not uncommon to tour many homes before finally deciding on just the right home that they want to make an offer on, hopefully to purchase as their first home, if their offer is actually accepted. It's also not uncommon when the time comes to make the offer for those same home buyers to turn to their agent and go, uh, what's next? How do we make an offer on that home? Well, today we talk about what exactly you need to do as a home buyer to make that offer on your dream home. My name is Lou Lombardi. Now here is the man who can make all your dreams come true, Mr. Jason Wilcox. I can't tell you how many women have told me that in the past. I can make all their dreams come true. If that's not a bold-faced lie, I don't know what is. <laughs> I think you should own that shit. I think you should own it. <laughs> I do. I do. So how are you today, Lou, on this beautiful, sunny morning here in the the southwestern Pennsylvania region? Sun's out. It's, it's warm. It's a beautiful day. Not yes. too warm, though. No, we've been having some nice weather, so knock on something. <laughs> Knock on something, yeah. It's a we 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 get like twelve nice days of weather in Pittsburgh a year, and it's basically last week and this week. <laughs> so it's like yeah, enjoy rest, it before yeah, it gets incredibly hot. Yeah, the rest of it's gonna suck, right? Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, like I can I I enjoy this weather now, but as a larger fellow, I uh, I am not looking towards you know the summer when it gets to be like eighty five ninety. It's like sticky, and I have to wear nice dress clothes. And people don't who don't aren't from this area don't think realize the humidity we have. We have a lot of humidity. Yes, we do. Really yes, we do. Humid, and there's yeah. nothing worse than when like, oh, it'll rain. It'll bring down the humidity unless it's like one of those like light rains that rains for 10 minutes and then it just makes the humidity angry. And then it's like even worse and it's sticky and you and I wear glasses. So then our glasses are, you know, getting rain on it, then fogged up and it's just a mess. It's just a mess. Our let's, li- yeah. let's, let's move this podcast to Arizona. You want to move to Arizona a little <laughs> First world problems, or yeah, what they call first world problems, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. (laughs) We're too too humid. (laughs) My glasses are fogged up. Yeah, meanwhile, there's parts of the world that are starving. Exactly. When I grew up, we didn't even have glasses. We walked around (laughs) blind. You couldn't see, you just couldn't see. Yep, get over it. (laughs) You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Walk it off. Walk it off. All right. So now something totally different than walking it off. Let us talk offers that we're making on uh, a house. So as I very often say on this podcast, 
a lot of my material and a lot of my episodes come from things that are just currently going on in my business. And right now, I, you know, this is the spring and summer market. We're in the height of it all. So I'm working with a lot of young first time home buyers. Tis the season. And it's one of those things where a lot of my first time home buyers are like, yeah, we, we, we really like this house. Let's do it. What do we do next? And I just thought, you know what? It has been a minute since we've talked about how to make an offer. So let's talk about how to make an offer after you have toured a bunch of houses and you like one, you think you've picked it out and you're ready to try to see if you can purchase it. So I thought this would be a good time to uh, to, to talk about that. Does that sound good to you, Lou? That sounds great. Let's talk about it. Let's, yes. let's get right into it. <laughs> yes. Now, uh, one quick disclaimer before we get into this. Um, th- this may this may sound a little prehistoric, uh, but believe it or not, there are offers actually happening right now that are not going into these ridiculous multiple bid situations. So be mindful of the fact that we're talking about uh, the making of an offer process kind of in a vacuum. We're just talking about, you know, if you find a house, you love it, you want to make an offer on it, here you go. Um, okay. The rules might slain might change slightly uh, if you're making an offer on a multiple bid situation. The process won't look any differently. There just might be timelines and things like that that you have to meet. There might be an extra addendum or two you're going to throw in as part of the offer. But the, the the basic offer writing process will still be the same with just some minor changes. Uh, we're not going to talk about that today. We're just going to focus on making an offer as if you were the only one making an offer on the property. So okay. shall we dive into yeah, it? Yeah, let's dive. Uh, let's do let's do some diving. Let's dive right in. Let's dive right into the deep end because, you know, you don't want to dive into the shallow end. That's dangerous <laughs> and you get yourself hurt. <laughs> so... <laughs> The first the first uh, bullet point that we want to talk about is, number one, anytime you make an offer on a home, it's going to be in writing. That's how any seller is going to know that you are serious. You're not just going to call them up on the phone and say, hey, I want to offer this, 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 and this. Tell me your thoughts. You are going to take time. We are all adults, and there are contracts out there that provide us uh, the ability to do this. So we are going to sit down. We're going to put all of our um, details of the offer um, in writing, and we're going to submit that to the seller. Now, in the state of Pennsylvania, we have what is called the Standard Agreement for the Sale of Real Estate, uh, also known as the ASR. That is the abbreviated version for it. And that ASR is currently 14 pages, and it has, in those 14 pages, literally everything you can think of when it comes to making an offer on a home. The first page is going to have all of the buyer's information, all of the seller's information. It's going to have all the listing agent's information, all of the um, buying agent's information. Uh, The second page is going to have the date, the sales price, the the day they want to close. Are they asking for seller assist? How long is this offer good for? Are they putting a timeline as to how long they're going to leave this offer on the table? What kind of warranty are they asking for? Um, Are we agreeing to split the transfer stamp evenly at closing or is it going to be, you know, negotiated differently? Um, You get further into the sales contract. I believe it's page three that talks about the financing. You know, what? first off, are you getting financing or are you paying cash? What kind of financing? Conventional, FHA, VA. 
Um, if it's conventional, how much are you putting down? What's the loan amount? Who are you using? When are we going to have uh, our mortgage commitment due by? Mm. As you get even further into the contract, you're going to put in there what inspections are you getting? How long are you going to do inspections? Um, are there going to be any other additional contingencies? Are you getting an appraisal contingency? Um, are you going to be doing a sale and settlement contingency? Um, are you asking for a home warranty? Are there any other unique things that you might ask for um, in your offer? You know, uh, you know, right now I have an offer that's going where um, a buyer has asked for, you know, the house to be professionally cleaned prior to closing. You put that in on the last page as well. This document contains everything. Oh, I forgot about hand money. I forgot about close date. You know, how much hand money are you going to put down? Uh, when are you going to want to close on, on, on this house? Literally everything you can think of is in this 14 page document. And if that, that explanation that I just verbally vomited all over you in the last 90 seconds doesn't tell you why we put it in writing, we put it in writing because there's just so much to the offer that you cannot just verbally give it because there's too much. We we want to see in writing everything that you want to do when it comes to this offer. We want to know all that information. We want you to put it in writing and what you want we want you as the buyer or buyers to sign off on it and send it over to the seller so they can review in writing everything that you want to uh to make in terms of the offer on their house because um in 2023 there's still nothing as good as putting in something in writing to show that you were serious about buying someone's house oh you mean we don't buy and sell real estate just on verbal agreements <laughs> yep and we don't we don't do it via tiktok there's no like there's no like tiktok offer dance like we're good offer Two hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars. Sorry, this is this is horrible uh, podcasting because people in podcasting land can't see that I'm dancing. If we did this on YouTube, it'd be hilarious because you can see me dancing right now. No, but yeah, no, there's you, no you there's no TikTok dance for the offer dance. You you have to put it in writing. So going old school, baby. Going old school. Can't do it over. Can't do it over Snapchat or anything like that. No, actually, it's yes. in writing. Yeah, and the offer is good for ninety seconds. Um, <laughs> now, one caveat that I do want to offer up because this does overwhelm uh, some buyers, many buyers actually. So I do like to put this in there: the standard agreement for the sale of real estate, the ASR as we call it, is the same document that anybody who wants to buy a residential piece of real estate in the state of Pennsylvania uses. And, you know, you're probably sitting at home going, well, duh, that makes sense. Well, the reason I mention that is because the same document gets used for someone who, let's say, is buying a two-bedroom condo in the city of Pittsburgh. Okay. That same contract is going to be used for someone who's maybe trying to buy 150 acres of farmland with a house on it out in Clarion County. The reason I say that is because those are two vastly different properties with two vastly different sets of things that need to be negotiated. A two-bedroom condo in Pittsburgh is most likely going to have an HOA. There's going to be a capitalization fee. 
There's going to be rules and regulations that need to be reviewed and discussed prior to closing on the home. So you're going to need a section of the offer paperwork that discusses, hey, here's all the information we need to know about the HOA and the, you know, and the annual or the monthly or the quarterly maintenance fee, whatever it is, the capitalization fee, how long are we going to have to get the uh, HOA documents and review them prior to closing? That has to all be in there. That's not going to be applicable to someone buying 150 acres of farmland out in Clarion County. However, the person that's buying 150 acres out in uh, farmland out in Clarion County is probably going to have a septic tank that that condo is not going to have. There may be oil, gas, and mineral rights associated with the property that that condo doesn't have. There may be, you know, cleaning green act uh, that's associated with that property that doesn't uh, affect the the two bedroom condo. The reason I say that is because when you look at this 14 page uh, document known as the ASR. There are many times going to be things in there that are not applicable to you when you're buying a house. So, for example, if you are not buying 150 acres of uh, farmland in Clarion County, you don't care about the section of this, the ASR that talks about Clean and Green Act or the Open Space Act. Consequently, you're also not really worried about the whole half a page that talks about what happens if you're buying a house with anything other than public sewer, because they have to outline what if there's a septic tank, what if there's, you know, a community septic system, things like that. So on, and then on the flip side, if you're buying 150 acres in Clarion County, you're not worried about HOA fees because there are none, you know, when you're buying farmland. So you'll skip over that if you're buying 150 acres. All that to say that in the 14 page document, you know, there will most likely be at least one or two, if not multiple sections that you will skip over because you, uh, it does not affect you. The other one that I could think off right, right at the top of my head is uh, FERCTA. There's a, there's a bit at the one of the last pages. Oh, I should know this. FERCTA. It's foreign investor real estate something 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 act. Basically, what it says is if you are a foreign investor um, that's not a United States citizen, there's there's certain taxes, there's certain tax implications you have as the seller when you sell your property. Well, if neither if if neither the buyer or the seller are a foreign investor, it, that's moot. It, it doesn't matter. So you can skip over that section. So yeah, just know that there may be sections of this 14 pages that you will want to skip over. And, and just know that you're going to have Jason going through it with you. Yes. So like, you're not going to like, you know, don't, 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 don't freak out and please don't be doing this on your own. That's why you need to call Jason. Yes. Okay, commercial you, over. <laughs> so. Yeah. You are not alone. <laughs> yeah. What else does the offer include besides what's in the ASR? Yeah. So here's the fun fact, Lou. That's not the only part of the offer, but wait, there's more. <laughs> um, there are really four main things as a part of the offer that we include. Um, the first is the ASR, which we just talked about. The second is going to be disclosures. Um, real estate seller disclosure law says that the seller has to provide uh, a seller disclosure prior to making an offer on the property. So they have to disclose everything that they know about the property. This is no shock to our listeners because we've talked about that seller disclosure on multiple times, excuse me, on this podcast. So the buyer will include the disclosures that the seller has previously filled out. They will review and sign them before making an offer. So you'll have uh, the disclosures that are signed by both buyer and seller. 
you will have, you won't include this, uh, but I do have buyers sign off on it. I do have them sign off on an estimated tax worksheet as well as an estimated cost sheet just to show the buyers their estimated taxes um, and their estimated costs uh, and cash to close that they'll need um, at closing. So um, we don't actually send that over to the seller, but you will have to sign off on that before uh, making the offer. Uh, and the last thing you're going to send over buyers is your pre-approval letter. Do I have to be pre-approved before buying a house? Yes, yes. If you've not, if you have not taken at least that away from this podcast, I have failed you all as a podcast host. <laughs> if you don't know, if you don't know now by episode 158 that you need to be pre-approved, I have failed you. So yeah, those four things, ASR disclosures, estimated tax sheet slash estimated cost sheet, and then pre-approval letter are the four things we put together when making an offer for the seller to review okay now moving right along how what how is this presented um like how do what's the sort of how does this get to the how do you present this to the seller Great question. Um, and actually, it's funny because I put, how is it written? And I was like, well, we actually just kind of talked about that. <laughs> so for the last 10 minutes, uh, what I normally do in 2023, and hopefully none of my Coldwell Banker Realty bosses are listening right now because I know they're they're going to hate what I'm going about to say. Um, most likely what we do is we will draft it up. Um, usually what I will do is I will draft it on the computer. And then I will go through it with the buyers, whether it's like over Zoom or in person or over the phone, I'll review it to them. Normally what I do is I will send it to the buyers to digitally sign. Digitally sign just means that there is an email that comes to you, click on the link, you click through uh, everywhere you need to initial and sign. And then when you're done, it just bounces back to me uh, signed electronically. Uh, there's no printing. There's no, um, you know, you know, wedding signing and having to scan back and do all this other stuff. It's all completely electronic okay. through a link that's provided to you. Once that bounces back, um, I then email it over to the listing agent and the listing agent will prevent, uh, present it in, uh, to their seller as soon as they are able to do so. So, you know, usually, I try to ask for a response, uh, you know, within about 24 hours or so. Uh, but yeah, what I do is I send it to my buyers to electronically sign. Um, if I'm not meeting them in person, if I meet them in person, I'll just have them sign it wet ink right in front of me. Um, and then I scan it, email it over to the listing agent. Listing agent gets it and presents it to uh, the seller. And then I just really wait for a phone call uh, back from the um, the listing agent. You know, was it accepted? Um, was it rejected or was there a counter? Um, if there is a counter offer, um, you know, I take that back to my buyers. And then from there, if they accept it, we make the changes, we re-sign the new contract, send it over to the listing agent, and then the listing agent will send it to their sellers to to sign off on. Okay. All right. And of course, like everybody has to, since everything has to be in writing, everybody has to sign off. So it's not really valid right until everybody correct does it yes thing. yes correct so what i always tell buyers especially it is not fully executed you have not officially bought a house until everyone has signed um and the reason why that's important is because you will have this kind of weird phase where i may get a phone call that says hey i reviewed it with the sellers they have verbally accepted they told me they're good to go you know, they told me to send the contract over for them to sign. Um, 
and you know they verbally accept your offer. So what I do is I'll call the buyers back and go, hey, buyers, unofficially, congratulations. The buyer has verbally accepted your offer. Uh, we are waiting for them to sign, but until they sign is not officially official. So once the sellers have signed and every, every party has signed every line that needs to be signed, initial every line that's need to be initialed, that's when we are officially official. And the reason I say that is because in 2023, there are still a lot of good people out there, you know, despite what, you know, the news and social media and, you know, just the internet in general tell us, you know, 95 to 98% of the time when I get, you know, word that a, the seller has verbally committed to an offer, it's just a matter of waiting for them to sign the paperwork and get it back. Uh, and then we're officially official. However, there have been one or two, you know, unfortunate situations where a seller verbally commits, but then in that time where it takes for them to sign the offer, they get another offer in, it's more money, it's better terms, it's better conditions, it's a quicker close date, and then all of a sudden they want to, they, you know, they want to essentially say, screw this first buyer, we want the second offer, and if they've not signed anything, you know, you don't have anything to go on verbally and it's happened once or twice to me. It sucks. I hate putting people in that position. It's awful, but that is the honest to God's truth. That is, you know, while ethically and morally we have, you know, an argument for people, you know, being rude and disrespectful, unfortunately in business, in the legal world, they don't care about being kind or being, you know, generous. They, all they care about is being legal and legally, if it's not signed, you know, and somebody snipes you out, that can't happen. And like I said, don't want to panic buyers. It almost never happens, but it has happened once or twice. So just know that until everyone has initialed every line and signed every line that they're supposed to, we are not officially official until that point. Okay. So that brings the next question is what then does, there's there a deadline for the offer? It, like... it depends. <laughs> uh, there is a deadline for the offer. Um, so long as the buyer's agent when writing it up puts one in. Um, so the okay. deadline for the offer is whatever the buyer wants it to be. Um, I have seen some offers that are good on the table for like four hours. Um, I've seen offers that are on the table for one, two, three, four days. Um, there are actually some offers I get where the written acceptance date is left blank. And if it's left blank, then there is no deadline. Um, you know, so I have had that happen on a number of occasions where there is actually no deadline. Um, so with that said, the deadline is up to the buyers, whatever they want to make it. Um, I know for me, I usually prefer, you know, like that 24 to 36 hour window. Um, I usually recommend giving them the overnight. So it's like, you know, if we send something over at 11 o'clock on a Tuesday, we need to give them through Wednesday or like Thursday at lunch or something like that. So um, that's usually my recommendation. Um, obviously, if it's a multiple offer situation, which we're going to talk about in a second, um, the seller is going to put a deadline, your best bet is to just honor that deadline so maybe you see a house on thursday but then you know there's multiple offers coming in maybe they set up a deadline for sunday well then you're just going to make the deadline for sunday because that's when the seller told you it was going to be but it's uh completely negotiable it's up to the buyer and what's important to note is after that date and time has passed it's really a voided contract the buyer has a right to decide whether or not they want to leave the offer on the table or not. Like say, for example, we're verbally going back and forth and, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, kind of finalizing a few last minute things. If we get to a day past negotiations, you know, they can always choose to leave it on the table or not. That's up to them. Um, and if they, they do decide to leave it, that's just one of the changes we can make when we're updating the sales contract after negotiations. Okay. Um, and what about saying, what can you make more than one offer? 
at the same time? Is that even advisable? Can you? Yes. Is it advisable? No. Okay. Um, so here's why. People go, well, well, I like both houses and I know I don't have a shot at either one of them. So I want to make an offer on both. To which I respond, there's nothing stopping you. But what if, what if both get accepted? Congratulations. You have just now bought two houses and you have put yourself <laughs> in a pickle. My advice, my advice is to stay away from that. Make an offer on one place. If it doesn't work out, if the other one's still available, then you can go over and make an offer on that place. Because people go, well, oh, well, oh, well what, 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 if, if my offer's accepted, we'll just withdraw the other offer before anything happens. Well, okay, what happens if you get a verbal offer on house one at, you know, two o'clock, but then they don't sign until 530 you're not going to want to withdraw until after you have that signed sales contract by 5:30. Well, what happens if at, you know, 5:15, uh the second offer didn't even call you. They just signed the sales contract. Said, Congratulations, your offer is accepted. You don't have time right. to get that other one canceled because you're cutting it close. It's just it's a dangerous game to play if you're making an offer on more than one house uh, at a time. So, I highly recommend staying away from that. There's nothing stopping you if both have to get um, if both happen to get signed at the exact signed at the exact same time and you're buying two houses, congratulations, you're gonna terminate one of them and you're probably forfeiting your hand money. So, you know, if you put five thousand dollars worth of hand money down, congratulations, that was just a five thousand dollar mistake you just cost. <laughs> okay. If you're okay with that, I'm okay with that. Uh yeah, maybe you're independently wealthy and you can buy you can buy houses all day long. Um, if you are, call me. I want to sell you a house because exactly. If, if you can afford that kind of money, I, I can't imagine what kind of house you're looking at. I'll sell you Ben Roth Roethlisberger's house. There you are. So, <laughs> so um, let's go ahead and figure out what what are your kind of final thoughts on this. Anything you want to say in closing about this or? Yeah, I, the 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 final thought that I have is this. Um, you know, I know it sounds like a lot. It is. Um, just keep in mind that in 2023. While we are very, very, um, you know, technologically savvy and, you know, we have everything at the tip of our fingertips and instant gratification and all of that. Um, just a reminder that, you know, you're buying a house, you're buying a 200, $250,000, $300,000, piece of property. When was the last time you spent even remotely that on anything else? Um, it is a lot. And there's a lot of paperwork that goes into it. If you're working with me, I promise I will hold your hand. We will walk through it so that it doesn't feel overwhelming. But, you know, be prepared to take some time. Be prepared to sit down and, you know, as we've joked about before, this is not something you're going to sign off, you know, in between commercials of, uh, you know, the season finale of Law & Order. You know, it's just not going to happen. You know, you need to sit down. You need to take time. You need to concentrate. You know, I know it's a lot, but I promise if you work with me and – we take it step by step. It won't be as overwhelming, but it's also going to take some time and it's not something we're going to, you know, we're going to, you know, nail out in five minutes. But I promise you, if you take your time and you slowly walk through it, it's, it's not as overwhelming as it can sound. Excellent. You sort of took the words right out of my mouth because in closing, <laughs> I was going to say this does sound, may sound like a lot. I think a lot of stuff associated with real estate sounds like, oh my God, you know, your head is spinning. But that is why you need an awesome real estate advisor. <laughs> and that is Jason, if you haven't figured that out. 
He wants to be, he is ready, standing by to be your real estate advisor. Uh, if you're, you know, you don't know about how to make offers or what to do, or, you know, you're just getting started. It doesn't matter. Maybe you're just thinking about it. It's best to get the process started as soon as possible. Uh, you can reach out to Jason via phone at 412-651-4638, or you can, and you can text that number as well. You may call or text and you can email Jason at jason.wilcox at pittsburghmoves.com. All right, everyone. Uh, don't be afraid to hit Jason up anytime with any questions. That's what he's there for. Thank you guys for hanging out. We'll catch you all on the next Really Real Real Estate Podcast.